6.42 on the morning buzz. He's a TV sports guy that everyone knows on your television and your radio. A morning buzz member, a part of the band, and we call him Fredo. He's the friggin' man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's up. Come on, it's Eric Boston. Come on, it's Eric Freetime. You're a drummer. You should be able to come in at the right guy. Just I get excited. It's <laughs> <laughs> like crazy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Freed joins us. No, from, good good uh, drummers know when to come in at the right time. Yeah, they, they, that's true. Good drummers do. Ouch. So, Ouch. Uh, so uh, Mr. Freed, I want you to. I want you good to. Good morning. I want to picture. Uh, set the scene as to where. Where you're seated right now as this phone call is taking place, it's not his kitchen. Um, it, you know what? If there's a uh, if there's a game at 9 a.m., I've got the courtside seat here at the TD Garden, but uh, the lights are out, and I am literally the only person uh, around here right now. So I, I I think I missed the timing by 12 hours that, somewhere pre- or another. That's so. pretty cool though to be sitting in the garden, <laughs> you know, and having the place to yourself. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. I'm having my morning coffee. I came down early today's Hockey East Media Day, so I'll be uh, interviewing the coaches and some of the players. So, um, you know, you, as everybody knows, and you come down from New Hampshire, you got to get an early jump, and oh, yeah. uh, here I am. And I also told you that I would be very prepared to talk about the Bruins and the Celtics as their seasons fire up. So what better way to do it, to do it than to come down here where it still smells uh, like a hockey game was here Saturday, which right. it was. Which so you know was. what that stink is like. Right. There was a Celtics preseason game here yesterday, so there's a little bit of that lingering around. So yeah. I feel like I'm living and breathing it for you, G. Well, That's what I do. For those that for those that uh, for those that asked last week about you know the Bruins, let's take a little peek and let's talk. Let's deal with the Bruins first this morning for them. Okay. We got a lot to get to. Let's start with the Bruins, mm-hmm. and what are they going to be starting with Wednesday? Is the question because Patrice Bergeron, who has you know, uh, you know he is the most valuable piece for this team offensively and defensively. He hasn't played all preseason, right. so the thought is that he's going to be ready to go against Washington on Wednesday night. But even then, how close to 100 percent is he going to be? We know how dominant his line was by the end of last year. So if he's good and he's feeling good and he's playing well, I feel really good about what the team's going to be. I like the young pieces. I like Ryan Donato a ton. I like the Brusque. I like Heinen. All these young pieces. But it feels like right now, heading into the regular season, those pieces are kind of uh, not in orbit right now. They're kind of floating around. And and Bergeron's that great glue that they they need. So if you can tell me what kind of Patrice Bergeron you're going to get in the first couple of weeks of the season, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an idea of how good they're going to be at the start, but in, until we know how good he is, and we really don't know that yet, there are going to be a lot of question marks, uh, especially in that first month. Yeah, I was reading about the, uh, the they got a fourth line, some young guys on the fourth line, it looks pretty good, so, you know, hey, the season's just starting, we'll just have to wait and see, uh, you know, what the what the Bruins bring to us. Um, let's go with, we've talked to we talked to Chatham a little earlier about the Patriots, but honestly, ah, it makes us feel good. Let's go to the Red Sox. <laughs> let's go to the Red Sox first, and just, um, what are the chances, Frito? 
that A, you're going to get a home run ball at a game. B, that when you throw it back onto the field, you're actually going to hit the player who hit it in the head as he's rounding the bases. <laughs> I mean, astronomical is what I think of the odds are, right? But only well, the in Fenway Park. Arm, I mean, we haven't had a left field arm like that since Jazz. I know, right? Fenway, have we? A cannon. <laughs> the guy had a cannon up there on the monster. Swiftly and promptly, rightfully so, ejected from the ball game, by the way. Guy was, did, did now, I, I, want, I know you would, I, I figured you'd be on top of this. Did he get ejected right away, or did he realize, oh, crap, I'm going to get ejected, and he sprinted out of there? Because I heard both stories. Well, I heard, I, I heard he was removed from the game. I, oh, okay, and, and, so and, then know, he was removed from the premises, yeah. Yeah, I believe he was re- removed well, from the premises. Well, it was easy to see it. You know, they had four or five cameras pointing right at the guy, the black shirt that was probably a size right. too small. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty always sorry. notices those things. <laughs> If he's a lumpa. If yeah. he's a lumpa, I'm sorry. But, well, you know, uh, it was you know. it was a total. I mean, hitting the guy. He ne- I'm sure he didn't mean to hit the guy. It was kind of funny that it did. But you know, when you throw something on the field, you're out. You you know that, right? That's just a given. Yeah. Oh, so then, there's no doubt about it. And it's just to add another chapter to the Yankee Red Sox yeah. history, mm-hmm. uh, both storied and otherwise. But you know, I I think there's a level of uneasiness. With the Red Sox, which sounds absolutely ridiculous when you talk about a team that won 108 games. But at the end of the and, season, were they playing yeah. up to snuff? I mean, that's what you worry about is how they're playing right now. Bullpen in the playoffs. Well, bullpen, Kelly, is something we've talked about for the last couple of weeks. But I, I know last year I was feeling pretty bullish on Chris Sale. And then he goes out and he doesn't get as deep into the game as they wanted him to. They're mm-hmm. talking about mechanical issues, which is better than mm-hmm. talking about a health issue. But it seems like... He's lost his rhythm. He's lost. They're talking about his drive and his mechanics, and it's like, oh gosh, you know that stuff you work through in February and March, not September and October. And I I know they they rested them and they got a shoulder right, but you are counting on Sale and Price and Porcello, especially, to get deep as possible into games so that bullpen isn't exposed as much as we're trying to avoid here. And that's that's a big time concern that you're you're not going to win home run derbies in the playoffs. You win it with strong pitching and strong bullpens, and we have seen that time and again, and that is the weakness right now for the Red Sox. And we'll see what happens starting Friday. They they get the winner of Oakland and New York. Those two teams play on Wednesday. Yeah. So you get the advantage of playing at home. You, you avoid that one-game playoff. That's the reward for having a great regular season. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm – I definitely have concerns, and, and it sounds silly when you're talking about a team that uh, set a record for wins in one year. Kelly. I, I know um, the Yankees got the big bats, and they've hammered Price. It seems clear to me, I mean, you tell me about Oakland, but I, I want to. wouldn't we rather face Oakland than the Yankees? I think Oakland is a team that you, you just don't know a ton about. Um, you know everything about the Yankees because you play them so much, and you just play them this weekend. And I know, Kelly, like this weekend was, a throwaway. People were wringing their hands Friday and Saturday. I mean, it, 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 I think Alex Cora referenced it. It was like spring training. So you're, you're not going to really get a, an idea, but you know throughout the course of the season what you have. And you've got Aaron Judge coming back off injury. You don't want to face him. You've got Stan, who, as Craig just talked about, we all know he hit a home run this weekend, and he's got that power, and he, he's a guy who you don't want to face in the postseason. It sounds like Gregorius is going to be okay. They've got a lot of pieces that if they come together, they're going to be pretty good. But I think the Yankees have those same problems that the Red Sox have. You yeah. know, they, they're they not completely sure what they have when it comes to pitching. They're not completely sure that they have all the pieces. And this is a team that won 100 games. So they've got some questions, too. But 
I, I'd say when it comes to the postseason, even though you feel like you get a better team than the Yankees, you don't really want to face them in a in a in a series with the season on the line. I agree with Kelly. Yeah, we got. Uh, I mean, the Patriots were a different animal yesterday. Like I said, we talked to Chatham yesterday. It was kind of a welcomed relief. Uh, Sony Michelle. I mean, I know he had a rough game last week, but whew, he made up for it this week. I loved watching that guy run. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I obviously I couldn't hear what Matt had to say, but I'd be interested to to see. Uh, and I, I think Matt has that kind of long view as well. When Michelle, you got to look at what he was being put into in those first couple of weeks. It was like his preseason yeah. because he didn't have a preseason. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to give him time to, you know, find his way. This isn't, even though he played in the, in the best college football conference, this is night and day compared yeah. to the SEC. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, there were, there were a lot of good things. I mean, I think it was the same old AFC East, though. I mean, the Dolphins, it seemed like every other play there was a flag that the Miami couldn't get out of their way, that the, you know, the Patriots could do whatever they wanted to against them. Uh, you know, you saw the Jets weren't ready to play yesterday. The Bills got shut out. So after a lot of this hot hot talk, take, whatever you want to call it about, oh, my gosh, the season's on the line. This is the biggest regular season game, 3-0 and Miami, 1-2 and New England. You can't fall three games behind in the division. What the hell are we talking about here? Right. We're talking about the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Jets and the Bills. How do you think this is going to turn out? I don't care how how much hand-wringing you do after a 1-2 and two start. They right. are going to figure things out, and at the end, we're going to be either talking about 10 wins or 11 wins or 12 wins or maybe 13 wins. That's how it works. And maybe it's going to be tough to get to 13 this year, but after mm-hmm. yesterday, you feel a hell of a lot better about it. So you're sitting in the in the uh, you're sitting down low by the by the floor on the Boston Garden as we speak. He, he's there just off the court. So tell me, Frito, in the empty Boston Garden, which you're seating, what's been your favorite memory in that building to this point? Uh, I was here, and this is not going to be one that everybody's going to sign off on. But do you remember the night when Rick Pitino says, Larry Bird's not walking through that door. Yeah. Robert Parrish isn't walking through that door. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And if they do, they're going to be old and gray when Rick Pitino had his epic meltdown. You know, we just had him on the air on Friday. Who's that? We, Patino. we have Patino. Rick Patino. Yeah. yeah, we talked about we talked about how he 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 had a rough uh, <laughs> reputation. A lot of people had a, a not kind opinion of him uh, when he was there. But yeah, you so you were there that night. So we were there. I was I was hosting the you know the pregame, halftime, and postgame, yeah. and I just remember sitting there because you know, I'm I'm looking at the spot. I, I had this little corner up on the sixth floor with my back to the court, and I there, and it's like he finishes up and they come back to me, and I'm like. You know, I'm, as you know, I'm, I'm from the Greg Kretschmar school of I am never speechless. Right. But uh, that was a moment where it's like, okay, that one's going to last forever. So oh, yeah. that, that to me is one of the vivid memories. Now, you got to remember, I've been in this building for a lot. I was here for the Patino years, which were bad. Right. Uh, when I was a Bruins pre, pre-game and, and uh, intermission host, I had Dave Lewis was my coach here then. They yeah. were bad then. So mm-hmm. to see... You know, the Bruins win the Cup. To see the Celtics, I mean, they're they're on the short list of playing in the NBA Finals. Those weren't the types of times I had here in the right. building. I, got I had you. the bad old times. Yeah, I had, I you were had the, the great time. Yeah, you, you're the one who yelled Nico Dimitrakis when he scored the goal against uh, UNH, <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, that, actually, yeah. now that's another UMaine. one. So if I think today's Hockey's Media Day, I think of, 
UNH beating BU yeah. uh, for the Hockey East Championship. Uh, Nico Dimitrakos for, for Maine scoring. You know, I've got a lot of great memories about the bean like, pot like and, a uh, and hockey. So. A dagger in my heart, and it had to be a dagger in my heart that had to be called by my buddy. You know how much that hurt? That <laughs> was just killer. Uh, I'm looking forward. I to just felt I just felt good because I've got so many uh, friends in the in the Granite State from uh, Greek heritage that I thought I nailed his you name. Did, so you that did. Was, that you was that was a good thing. Yeah. Well, hockey East, of course, the media day today. Mike Souza taking over for uh, Coach Humilly. Uh I'm excited about. I mean, he's a good dude. He's a he's a good. He was a solid player. I always like watching Mike play, and I think he's going to be a great coach. And he's got Jeff Giuliano on as an assistant, so that's good. You got, you know, obviously Maine uh, is going to be uh, in the mix with uh, Maine is going to be a lot better this year. I, I hate to tell you this, Greg, but yeah. uh, Maine is coming in fifth in the preseason poll. Mm-hmm. And I know I talked to a couple of coaches in the last couple of weeks. They think they're a team that's got a chance to surprise a lot of people. I know that doesn't go over well with uh, oh. the UNH fans, but it's all good. there are some Maine fans listening. It's all good. All good. It's all good. I love the okay, hockey. So. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy the day at the at the Garden. And uh, we're gonna, are you going to see you anywhere this week? Uh, yeah, Saturday, UMass uh, football against USF, 3.30 on Nesson. Okay, man. All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, Eric. You guys have a great take week. Take care. Eric Friedlaw from the Boston Garden. Uh, I would just sit there and just take it in. Yeah, but to him, he's <clears throat> done it work. for know, so long that I know, but it's, it's not, not the same. It's not lost on him. When uh, Frito, I went and I, I, Frito was doing the Red Sox game. Uh, there back in 2001 when they first won the uh, or the first uh, championship, 2004. Sorry, and that season, and when I went to see him. He got me down on the on the on the on the ground on the you know on the playing field. First thing I did he got was you down on the ground. No, I, you know what I mean. He got me to. I got out on he the wrestled. field. Is what I meant. Man, wrestle. Stop, stop it like seven or ten minutes. No, come stop. on. <laughs> All right, stop with that. Okay, for God's sake. Um, He's got to stop in like seven minutes. The first thing I did was drop something on the field so I could scoop up some dirt and put it in my pocket. And to me, on the hallowed ground that is Fenway Park. Uh, I, I I thought, man, I look like an idiot, and he know he's like, no, you absolutely not. That's the he first goes, thing I did when I've been on the field. But he gets it, even though he's done it all. He was there. It was, I mean, he gets it. He knows how special those things are in those moments and stuff. So anyway, all right.